Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is just that. Where and when will he sign? Odell Beckham, a big topic of conversation today on Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane in for Greeny today. As always, it is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. And Booger, we'll get back into Odell in a second, but I have to get your take on something that I was discussing with the boys uh, during the break, the hashtag crew, if you will. And it is simply this. First of all, uh, are you a a fan of French fries? I am a fan of French fries. The, my favorite fries are McDonald's fries, although um, the waffle fries from Chick-fil-A are coming in a close second. Mm. However, to Bubba and Nuno's probably dismay and probably their anger, uh, I don't eat many fries anymore. I've, I've probably eaten the equivalent of a large fry only once or twice in the last uh, five years. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Well, that aside, I, I, it does not take away from what I would consider your expertise in this field because at one point it was a much larger portion of your diet. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes. Uh, the regular fry, the sweet yes. potato fry, any kind of fry uh, was definitely uh, something that I would look forward to. Uh, when you, uh, if, I don't know if you have an, uh, an alcoholic beverage or two, when you do, do you enjoy vodka or not? No, I, I, I don't partake in, in alcoholic beverages as per se, you mm-hmm. know, I, as I've gotten older and become a little bit more social, I do partake in a nice glass of vino, but that's about as far as I will go. Okay. I am with you on that as well. However, something has come up with um, just frankly, uh, a whole lot of um, polar, polarizing discussions, and I find it troubling more than anything. The franchise Arby's is now putting out soon a vodka that is going to be infused with the flavor of both of their French fries. One vodka will be their crinkle cut fries, infused vodka. And one will be their curly fry infused vodka. I personally am so tired of our trend in America of feeling as if if we jam two things together or three things together that we already know can be awesome by themselves, that somehow we are making them doubly or triply awesome by putting them all together. And this to me is an outrage, frankly, and and just you're ruining both products. And I don't even enjoy vodka that much. I I really, I never have hard drinks, really. But this, I have to tell you, I was so bummed out by this, and it's not even the most alarming part of the story. I'll get to that in a second. Your take on French fry-infused vodka. Yeah, some things just don't go together, you know. Um, We've seen this too many times. Um, I think one I saw was cheesecake uh cheesecake infused or 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 a drink that tastes like cheesecake yeah listen if i want a cheesecake i'm just gonna get a cheesecake like why do i want the drink to taste like cheesecake and so i agree with you there's really no need in having something infused to make it taste like um there have been some other more prevalent examples of this but the French fry french fry infused vodka is, is the latest of a bad line of 
examples where we try to make things that normally would not taste like this thing taste like a thing that we think is our favorite. Exactly. Nuno of the hashtag crew. Your take, French fry vodka, curly fries, and crinkle cut fries separate. Um, I like booger. Well, I haven't had fries. I think I've had uh, fries like once in the last... 13 months right i know um, you've lost 100 pounds um but no Jerk, i can't know. do that if i'm gonna ha- if if i want the that taste i'm going to have the fries and and then have the alcohol separately okay uh so you're taking it from a more pragmatic approach it sounds like to me of course i'm very pragmatic bubba not known for pragmatism at all your thoughts yeah, I mean, it's, I would, it's just offensive that just to have be combining vodka and French. I mean, what are we doing? Just give me French fries or give me vodka. We don't need to combine them. It's just offensive. It is offensive, and perhaps the most offensive part of this story, Booger, is not that it's Arby's producing a vodka. It's not that it's a French fry or curly fry induced vodka. It is that they are charging sixty bucks a bottle for it? Okay. <laughs> $60 a bottle wow. for that. I mean, I, who's going to buy that? I, I don't know. Someone's going to go to the store and buy $60 of French fry infused vodka. I have Arby's. got myself a weekend coming up. What do I need to complete it, Booger? I need French fry infused vodka at 60 bucks a pop. That's like going to the state fair and say, hey, we got deep fried Oreo cookies. Listen. Hey, guys, whoever came up with this idea, fair guy, carnival guy, whatever guy you want to come up with. Hey, when I want an Oreo, first of all, I want golden Oreos. That's number one. Second of all, if I wanted it fried, okay, I probably wouldn't be eating Oreos. I just go get some French fries or some chicken wings. I don't want my Oreos fried. I don't want to combine lunch and dessert. I don't want to combine something that's going to make me feel good with something that's probably I probably shouldn't eat, okay? Because the fried food is probably going to make me feel good, the dessert I shouldn't eat. So let's not combine the two. Let me have both of those and let me have them separate. Well, I can have them separate. Golden Oreos, I don't know where you're coming from on this. And the fact that I can have those separate or together, fried Oreos are outstanding. But I digress because there's another story that's coming up this morning, and that involves Cam Newton. Booger reports this morning at Adam Schefter confirming just a little while ago that the Carolina Panthers are meeting with Cam Newton about a potential return to Charlotte. Considering what their quarterback situation is, Sam Darnold's got the broken scapula. Your reaction to this on on the news that Cam could be coming back to Carolina? Well, I guess it's good for Cam. Um, I don't think it's good for the Panthers. I mean, let's just be honest. Agreed. Um, I, I think when you look at Cam Newton, the individual, I think he's past his prime. I, th- I think his prime was really an anomaly when he won the MVP in 2015 because he hadn't had another season where he was remotely close to that, both rushing uh, and throwing the football or impact-wise since then. And I think if you bring him back, you're basically Carolina saying, okay, let's kind of create a little bit of nostalgia, so to speak, and, and, and let's kind of rile up the fan base a little bit and kind of tap back into the, the heart of, of, of the Charlotte area and the Carolina Panther fans because I don't think from an impact standpoint he can make a difference on the field. I think the fact that Christian McCaffrey is a running back who is extremely talented, may be the best dual threat back. I know he's probably the best fantasy back in the league, but he's oft injured. So how can you help me? I think Matt Rule's ability or Matt Rule's 
um, willingness to want to run the football between the tackles kind of contradicts what Joe Brady is trying to do, which is be Joe Brady, be the offensive genius that we all named him when he left LSU. So I think there's a lot going on in Carolina. And I think in a private moment, if you ask Matt Rule, Matt Rule would probably rather a back that didn't cost $16 million that he could kind of pound in there and spread that money elsewhere. Don't get it twisted, though, Chris. This Carolina defense is legit. Mm. They are outstanding. They are really, really good. Um, I think they'll be better next year. But they got to figure out who's going to quarterback this team next year because I don't think it's going to be Sam Donald. It sure as hell is not going to be Cam Newton. So what are you going to do? Because when you build a defense that is ready to win, one of the greatest um, and most disappointing feelings that you can have is to be a really, really good defense but know that the offense isn't ready to do what you need them to do to win every Sunday. And I think that's where Carolina's headed. Look, they are likely headed, too, to be involved in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. We've already heard them uh, as a potential destination when and if that gets cleared up here in the offseason as a place he could go. And they also have the problem financially that they picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option before this season which means they're going to be on the hook for roughly $20 million for him to be a backup next year. It's absolutely nuts. So Cam Newton meeting today with the Panthers, to me, Cam Newton is just about done. And this may be a way for him to end the road the way it began for him. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. It's week 11 in college football Saturday on ABC and ESPN Radio. We've got Virginia hosting number nine, Notre Dame, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. This college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage, tech backed by loan experts. Cross Country Mortgage, dedicated to getting it done. Visit them at CrossCountryMortgage.com. Up next, a little more college football. Does Cincinnati actually have a chance of losing out to a two-loss team if they remain undefeated? We will discuss that and where and when Odell Beckham is best served to sign. It's on the way next. Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio, celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons. Veterans Day uh, is is a meaningful day to me. You know, I'm so thankful to uh, all of the people who have served our country and, you know, provide us with the freedom that we have here. Uh, my grandfathers were veterans, and, um, you know, I appreciate their service in World War II. So it's a great day to honor uh, the people that have made our country uh, as great as it is. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. The French fry vodka discussion is never going to die. It continues during the break regarding... Everything involved here. It is Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus in for Greeny today and on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio. All guests will join us via the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Booger, curious your take on the latest college football rankings. There's a lot of outrage and justifiably so to me. Uh, on Michigan being ranked ahead of Michigan State. But overall, top five, Cincinnati moves up into the top five uh, with the loss this past week for Michigan State. Where we stand right now, what's your take? Well, I I think the take is okay as far as what the committee has. I mean, I think Georgia won. They love Alabama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four, Cincinnati five. I'm okay. I I think I, like most, were really outraged by the, I believe it's seven, eight. Mm-hmm. They have Michigan over Michigan State, and this is coming less than two weeks after Michigan State beat Michigan. They have the same record in the loss column, so how can the school that lost be ahead of the school that beat them? Um, not really sure of that. Can you help me make it make sense, brother? I wish I could because it doesn't make any sense. And and to me, the the thing that really will play out here we won't even have to worry about these in a couple of weeks because, number one, Michigan will lose again because they're playing Ohio State. And what does Michigan do? They lose to Ohio State. That's, that's consistently been the case under Jim Harbaugh. Number two, we're all screaming and yelling about Cincinnati. And I get it. They've got a tough lot that they're undefeated and they're such a good team and they beat Notre Dame and all that, but they're not in the top four and what an outrage. Let me just ask this question, and it always comes up for me when it uh, comes to this kind of outside the uh, Big Five conferences, Power Five conferences team. If they were in a Power Five conference, would they be undefeated right now? The answer to me is no. I I don't think they would. And that's why um, I don't expect Cincinnati... While they might make it up there, considering who they have left on their schedule, they might get into the top four. I would expect them, if they got into the top four, to actually get beat up pretty good by one of the Power Five teams. It may be an outrage to a lot of people, but you got to go and prove it. And you can't prove it when you're playing Tulsa and you're beating them by a touchdown. Yeah, I. we can talk about if, if, if. Yeah. If they were in the SEC, no, they probably wouldn't be undefeated, but they're not. And I think in a one-game scenario, which is what they really all uh, want, they can compete. I take you back to last year's Peach Bowl, Cincinnati, Georgia. Same Georgia team. 
uh, especially on defense that they that they played against, they had them beat. And if it were not for a phantom personal foul, they beat Georgia. So in a one game scenario, we've seen the little guy beat the big guy. We've seen UCF beat Auburn. We almost saw Cincinnati beat Auburn. So in, if I'm making the case for the, for the little guy, which I often like to do, I think I would have to say that um, Cincinnati deserves some respect from you, Colin, and I really, really, really wish you would give it to them. I'm, I can't give it to them right now. I, I respect the fact that they went and beat Notre Dame. But be honest with me to this question. If you have a two-loss Alabama team and everything else stays status quo, Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State all went out. Is Cincinnati getting in? Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State went out, um, and Cincinnati's undefeated? Yep, and Alabama that, has two losses. Yes, they're getting in. I don't think they are. Well, that's the difference between you and I. You, <laughs> I, you, you think about the, the big guy, I think about the little guy. I know, I, I, and I, I, I respect the little guy, but the little guy's plight is just that. It's a plight that they have to live with because they're not in a Power 5 conference. So, yes, they have to go and do things to prove themselves more than these other teams because that schedule just does not even match up remotely. Yeah, listen, we can talk about the schedule not matching up. Here's the thing that I would say is that, yes, you're right, but college football is not remotely equal. Uh, the way we decide a champion is not even close to being what I would call fair. It's very subjective. So in a subjective world of college football, they deserve their opportunity if they go undefeated, but especially based on what they did last year. Because I think what you have is you have 12 people, or excuse me, 13 people in a room, and they're humans. They have emotion. It's just like you. You got all ticked off when we talked about the French fry infused vodka. <laughs> the emotion came out. So you don't think the emotion is going to come out in the room? There's some people in that room, Chris Carl, and they root for the little guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I can't wait to see them do that. I love the underdog, too. I love the underdog, too. But when it comes to the playoff, I want to see the four best teams that are involved. That's why, at the very least, Booger, we have to be talking about an eight-team or a 12-team expanded playoff here soon. Because at least in that way, it's more unlikely that the little guy is going to get hosed in that scenario. Um, yeah, but I'm not in favor of, of the big playoff because I believe it should be hard to win a national championship. And that's coming from someone whose school has won three in the last, I don't know, what, 20 years, LSU. Uh, it should be hard. It should be. Don't give me this whole thing about we need to be inclusive. Okay, this is not the third grade. This is not, uh, you know, the, the, the soccer team at the YMCA where everybody has to have a turn at the goalie position. This is big boy college football. There are billions of dollars at stake, and it should be hard. They knew it was going to be hard when they created a four-team playoff and you had five power conferences. So for everyone whose school hasn't tasted it, the confetti, tough luck. Be better. It's really simple. Be better. And I, that may sound harsh. That may sound like, uh, a bit of an, an elitist coming from the SEC, I can assure you it's not. What it is is really simple. It's someone who played the game, who understands how hard it is, who also knows that when you win it, it means something special. There have been, what, 55 Super Bowls, Chris Carlin? I, mm-hmm. got, two of the, I got two of the rings, okay? It should be hard. It means more when it's hard. How much would it mean 
in a, a March Madness or how much does it mean in a March Madness Madness scenario when the number 15 seed makes the final four? When you absolutely uh, buy into this Cinderella story, do you think it's really going to happen? Do you think that Loyola Marymount can win? Do you think that George Mason can win the title? No, but you think the story is good because we are people who want to thrive and deal with emotion. We love a good story. We love a good ending where we can cry and do all these different things. But I guarantee you sports is not like that. Okay. Football is a bone on bone game. And usually in football over the course of 60 minutes, when you hit somebody in the mouth for three and a half hours, you find out who the better team is and it should be hard. And if your team has not shown that they're worthy of being part of the top four, then guess what? Be better next year because we're not going to go, in my opinion, down this route where we want to be inclusive. Let's make sure everybody gets a seat at the table. You know who doesn't get this? Uh, who doesn't get a seat at the table? The teams that are not good enough. One hundred percent agree. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, in for Greeny today, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier Seventeen. Well, we have reached the halfway point of the season, so. Which team right now that is under 500 is going to make the playoffs? One of them almost certainly will, and we'll explain why in just moments. And more on Odell Beckham, where and when he will sign. Right now, though, at Wendy's, see what all the hype is about with our new guaranteed hot and crispy fries. We're talking real natural cut potatoes sprinkled with sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy down to the very last fry or will replace them. These aren't just the typical fries you add to a meal. These are fries worth adding a meal to. Abandon the old, cold, and soggy and head to Wendy's today where your fries are guaranteed to be hot and crispy at participating U.S. Wendy's. Chris and Booger for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 
Some major injury breaking news coming in three minutes on a Super Bowl contender. It's Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. First up, though, the big story this week is where is Odell Beckham Jr. going to sign and when is he going to sign? Seems like the indications are that it may take a few days, but you listen to Adam Schefter from this morning and that may have a certain time limit. I continue to maintain from a common sense standpoint that we'll have something by Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, because that's when he has to be signed by to be paid for this week. Now, he could take extra time to mull his decision, but it would cost him whatever it is, a proration of whatever's remaining left on his contract for this year. So to me, Saturday, 4 p.m., is the time he has to sign to be paid for this week. Now, somebody suggested to me this week that, well, maybe he wants to wait to see how New Orleans fair Sunday, Kansas City fair Sunday, because he wants to play on a contender. And if one of those teams were to lose, it's obviously a hit to them that particular week. That's feasible. It could happen. I just think logically, I like to follow the money here. And the money tells me he'll be signed by 4 p.m. on Saturday. So, Booger, where will Odell Beckham Jr. sign? If you had to guess right now, who will he be? Whose roster will he be on come Sunday? Green Bay. I, I think that makes the most sense. Um, I like sure things in life or as close to sure things as I can get. And and that's why if I go to a restaurant that I've never been to, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not going to try to expand and, and take the most popular dish. I'm going to go with what I know. Prime example, I'm not a steak guy. We've went over this before. Yes. Not really a steak guy, but I'll eat one. So if I go to a restaurant, you can always not go wrong with a couple things. One, you will never go wrong with just a good old-fashioned burger. Okay, if you're in the airport, you can never go wrong with a good old fashioned burger. If you're going down the street and you're looking to eat something that is good, but probably not going to crush you when it comes to the pounds. Hey, ground meat, lettuce, a little mayo uh, in a wrap or a bun is probably not going to crush you. My point being is a burger is as close to a sure thing as you can get when it comes to a meal, because it takes a lot to screw up a piece of ground meat. So if that's the case, I'm applying the same principles to Odell Beckham Jr. Where can I get the most sure thing? Where can I get a quarterback that I know that I know that I know that if I'm open, he can get me the ball in any shape, way, or form? Where can I go to a team that understands and knows how to win that's going to the postseason? Where can I go to an organization that I know I'm going to go play and I'll be playing into January? It's really simple. It's the Green Bay Packers. They're the only one that fit all of them. They're, it's the only one that's got a defense, I think, worthy of being in the Super Bowl right now. It's the only one that I think, in the long long way of saying this, it's the only one that I think Odell Beckham Jr. can go to and be happy. You put him in Green Bay, and I said this earlier in the program, Odell Beckham in Green Bay. They got David Bakhtiari, their star left tackle, coming back. You can move Lazard and Cobb to the three and the four. You got Dylan. You got Jones. You got an A-Rod that's still pissed off based on what you guys, the media, did to him the last two weeks, Chris Carlin. Blame us. Yes, I'm blaming you specifically. (laughs) You couple that with a, a league that's pretty wide open right now. There is no dominant team. It's a bigger impact than Von Miller going to the Rams. And I think the the Green Bay Packers would be vaulted up to, at the very, very least, equal favorites 
to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Agreed that it's the place that he could go where he would make the most difference and he's needed the most. If he goes to Kansas City, they still can't stop anybody when it matters, at least teams that are good. They still, the Saints don't have a quarterback right now. I can't go there if Trevor Simeon is throwing me the football. And I, while I think the Patriots are pretty good, I'm not going to bank on Mac Jones being able to get it over the top and launch me over the Buffalo Bills or anybody else in the AFC at this point. Then, just a few minutes ago, this out of Dallas, Mike McCarthy said, and here is your breaking news for the moment, Randy Gregory suffered an injury in practice. He is going to be out, quote, multiple weeks. Now, keep in mind, the Cowboys have gotten five sacks from Randy Gregory this year. He has delivered five sacks, as has Micah Parsons. But they are very much middle to bottom of the pack when it comes to sacks overall. This hurts a great deal. And they've got four games coming up in roughly 18 days because of back-to-back Thursday games uh, after back-to-back Sunday games going into Thanksgiving week. You know, Booger, I, this this really does a number on the Cowboys' defense, in my estimation. It hurts a little bit, but I, I think it's probably going to coincide around the time that Demarcus Lawrence comes back. Uh, he should be getting ready to come back right now. Guys, you can check on that new no bubble. I, I think he's pretty close to coming back. Um, and if he's going to be out multiple weeks, that being Randy Gregory, then maybe Demarcus Lawrence comes back just in time. Uh, he can go on a run. You get Randy Gregory back. Uh, middle to late December, and then you have both of them back, and away we go. That would probably be best-case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys right now. It is. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It, what's really interesting, as we are at the midway point of the year, is a stat that I was unaware of until the hashtag crew pointed it out today. A team that was at or below 500 heading into week 10 has made the playoffs in 34 consecutive seasons. The last time it didn't happen, 1986. So, Booger, I put it to you with this list. I've got my own thoughts on it. But out of this list of teams that fit that criteria, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Colts, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Falcons... Which of those teams would you say would make the postseason? I would say the Colts. Uh, I, I think if you look at them, um, they're going to have an opportunity. If Carson Wentz can remember what color jersey that his, <laughs> his teammates wear. It's a big if. He, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's a big if, especially when he gets under pressure. Uh, that defense continues to get healthy. Kenny Moore, Darius Leonard, uh, Buckner inside. Um, I like their skill position players. Um, don't love them. I like them. I like Pittman. I'm a Pascal guy. I think Jonathan Taylor can make the show go. Uh, he, he is a very underrated running back. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I would ride with the Seahawks, and that's because Russell Wilson. What? That's right. That's because Russell Wilson is coming back. That's why I'm riding with the Seahawks right now. Now, the NFC West has been incredibly disappointing on the bottom half with the Seahawks and the 49ers. I truly believed at the beginning of the season that it was possible for three te- or for four teams in the West 
to actually make the playoffs, that all three teams out West had a chance to vie for the three wildcard spots in the NFC. And now that Wilson is coming back, just knowing the impact that he can have, they are three and five right now. I would not bet against the Seattle Seahawks right now. And out of that group, FPI says they have the second best chance to make the playoffs behind the Vikings. Now, I, Booger, I cannot say the Vikings are going to the postseason. Well, not, it's, not it's, one a, it's a couple of things I want to jump in there. Number one, mm. I, I hear people say this all the time on our network, FPI. Have we, have we ever um, investigated who or what FPI is? Because they make a lot of things and a lot of predictions, and most of the time they're not right. You know, that, that might not be the company thing to say, but Bubba, Nuno, do we, do we know what building FPI is in? It now? actually turns out FPI is actually just Bubba and Nuno, as it turns out. So, okay. yeah, that might be an explanation. Isn't that true, boys? No, it's actually, I think, uh, I think Hembo created it. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you want to blame anything, it's, it's, it was probably some guy who couldn't play football or sports was the one that created it. If there was anything that was statistically created, it was probably Hembo. Yeah, that's what I continue to look at as far as that. Also, I, I'm just not going to be a believer in Seattle, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a believer in Kirk Cousins, although Kirk Cousins is having a great year. But for some reason, Carlin, how many times do the Minnesota Vikings disappoint us where we think that they're going to be a team capable of, of, of making a run or getting into the postseason, but it always seems like they are hovering around 500? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too close to that team because it's a defensive team and I like them. Uh, am I missing something with the Vikings? No, I don't think you are. And, and the Vikings very easily, couldn't you see them just continuing to tease you a little bit the rest of the season and then coming up short when it matters in a game that really matters for them late in the year, week 16, week 17, that they have to have and they let you down and they give you an absolute clunker. Couldn't you see that? Yeah, I completely agree. You know what the Vikings are? The Vikings are like you got a high school reunion coming up and you remember 20 years ago, what Stephanie P used to look like. (laughs) And you can just imagine what she's going to look like in 20 years where, you know, she was what is 17 back then. Now Mm -hmm. she's 37. Uh, She is, she's wealthy. She has her own money. And you're imagining that she is going to be just drop dead, gorgeous, well put together, uh, professional. She's on the Forbes top 40 list under 40. And then you see her and she disappoints you. That's kind of what the Minnesota Vikings are like, especially in crunch time late in the fourth quarter, whether it's a field goal kicker, whether it's Kirk Cousins, not when he finally shared the Monday night moniker, but they just continue to disappoint you when you have such lofty expectations for them. You were oddly specific with that analogy. Are you playing from actual experience in that? No, I'm not. I, I just imagine I'm not the high school reunion type guy. Um, yeah. I don't know what type of person, and I'm not downing them, but I, I realize a lot of people go to high school reunions. I really have no um, no, just thought process or no willingness to go see some people who I haven't seen in 20 years because they're probably not my friends because my friends I've kept in contact with over the last 20 years, so there's no need to have a big to-do reunion about them. So you're really going to see people and show off the people in which you do not keep in contact with. I went to one 
It was my 10-year reunion, and it was just a reminder that, in fact, I had already peaked in life. So who needs to be reminded of that every 10, every 5, 10 years? So how did you, how did you get to the point, or, or how did you decide you've already peaked because the people that were there were so much uh, in, in such a better spot than you, or what? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, financially, guys who have cleaned up all over the place, and I am 27 years old at the time, and I was just nowhere in my career. Were these people from Long Island, by the way? No, New Jersey. Okay, good. New I, Jersey. Yeah, I, I thought they were from Long Island. Oh, no, 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 no. I just did not want you to disparage an entire suburb earlier today. That's all. And Long Island, there's a lot there that's good, even though I would much rather live in New Jersey. You were right about that. It's Chris Carlin and Booger McFarlane on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. So now that we are at this halfway point in the year, a few questions for you. We asked this to D- Damian Woody earlier. I will ask you this question and I will give you mine as well. Right now, who is the MVP of the first half of the year and who will be the MVP at the end of the year? I think the MVP right now is Lamar Jackson. I think the MVP at the end of the season is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think the offensive player of the year right now is Cooper Cup. I think that'll stay consistent throughout the year. I think the defensive player of the year uh, it's Kevin Bayard, the safety for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. I think the defensive rookie of the year uh, is going to be Micah Parsons. I think the offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase, Cincinnati. And I think the coach of the year will wind up being uh, Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. I would agree on a couple of those fronts. I look, though, at the MVP so far, and I would have to give it to Tom Brady, believe it or not. And – I know how many weapons he's got around him. What has he done, though? I mean, Lamar Jackson. 25 touchdowns and five picks. Don't be a numbers guy all your life, Chris. Look at something else, okay? I mean, don't just be a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, his numbers are great. They throw the football a lot. But who, who has done more MVP-type stuff, Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, I would argue, probably has. And I like to give the award – to the person that most fits that description, most valuable to his team's success. And when I look at Lamar Jackson, I understand how great of a player he is and how much is asked of him. The Ravens right now at 6-2 and two, atop the division, I get where you're coming from. I would just put Brady slightly ahead of him, but I don't think that Brady will end up winning it. I think the winner of it will end up being either Lamar Jackson, who I still think is the best show in sports right now when you truly get a chance to watch him on a Sunday. The other guy is Matthew Stafford. And this past week did not help him. He had a terrible game the other day. But if Matthew Stafford in the second half of the season ends up around 45 touchdowns, 48 touchdowns, which he very easily could, and his... Uh, interceptions are in the low double figures and the Rams win the NFC West and are very close to the number one seed overall in the NFC if they are fighting it out with the Bucks for that. Stafford, to me, would make all the difference in the world for the L.A. Rams. I hear you. Um, I'm not necessarily buying what you're selling, but I do hear you. 
what what troubles you about what I'm trying to sell? Well, what am I not selling to you about yeah, Stafford? Yeah, yeah see, I'm. I'm you are know, there too many playmakers? In other words, are for no. you? Are there too many playmakers around these other guys I'm talking about that takes away from that candidacy? No, um, I I just look at specifically Matthew Stafford and the first game of the year he came out and looked like okay gangbusters, but quiet as it's kept the last couple of weeks he hasn't really looked or played to that high of a level. So I, I just think that uh, the MVP has got to be somebody that takes their team to a different level. Um, I think we've seen the Rams with Jared Goff go to the Super Bowl. And anything less than that from Matthew Stafford, I realize it was a couple years ago, um, it's not going to be good enough. So he's got to be and take that team to the next level. And the jury is still out, especially after the last performance. For me, I... I- My argument was absolutely hurt the other night, but I'm more than confident that he's going to play exceptionally well in the second half of the year and that they are going to be right there fighting it out with the Buccaneers for the number one overall seed. And and that's where I am with it, just because I do think you will end up seeing seeing him having taken them to that next level. And there's a reason that Sean McVay was willing to give up all those picks, and I think we will see that reason before the end of the year. If you missed any of the show, Greeny, by all means, you can always find both hours of the show posted daily as a podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. Chris and Booger on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.